tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops. Take us out to the ball game. Take us out to the crowd. Buy us a banana and Cracker Jack. What? A banana? Stop monkeying around. Hops and Box Office Flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back. This is the 126th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops, presented by Wabam Entertainment. That's W-O-B-A-M Entertainment. Tonight, in the third entry of our Hops and Sports Ball Flop series, we're turning the oddest 5-4-3 double play in history with Ed. Not familiar? Well, you see, Ed is a chimpanzee who plays baseball with Joey from Friends. Now, hold on. How does baseball work? What is the third baseman? Is that that's a five, right? That's the five. The six so, is the shortstop. So at one point we get a five, five, five triple play. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Triple play solely by Ed, who clearly could not run that person down. Let's just is, put it that way. Well, <laughs> there's just no way there. There is going to be a lot of comments about what Ed can and cannot do and his abilities, but I want to forewarn the listener that holy shit, this movie. Uh, this am I, and I mean this. I don't mean this as a pun. This came out of left field when I watched it, and it. I would have rather taken a baseball bat to the side of the head. It's a. Uh, it is torturous. I will tell you this: Ed's got a rocket arm and a rocket colon. Fact. <laughs> yeah. God, the 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 reoccurring jokes in this are on a whole different level. It, true story. Nothing is funnier than monkey shit or chimpanzee shit in this case. Bowel <laughs> movements, always funny, guaranteed for a laugh. It's in uh, the movie. It's definitely in the movie. For a movie whose humor is basically just primate potty humor, um, yeah, the, the poop jokes are surprisingly frequent and uh, not funny. No, not like they lean hard into the like bad slapstick and they don't even do it right. No, uh, no. Yeah, no. We're going like, to get in, there, though. It's There's... like monkey farts. And then that's that's the joke. It's just monkey farts. It's, it's, it's like direction. It's not like monkey farts, like monkey and farts. Yeah, like. Oh my God! The chimpanzee. The chimpanzee loves to eat a lot. How hysterical, guys! He gets it all over him. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm, How great hilarious. is this? Uh, I would have paid good money for one of the gorillas from Congo to rip Ed limb from limb. I would have paid <laughs> twice awful. the amount. I would have paid twice the amount of this movie to not watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna get into all that because there's a lot to talk about. This movie is a travesty. Uh, but for tonight, along with me, the Harry Houdini of the Hot Corner, or the man who's going to spank that monkey, Chumpzilla. Hey, howdy, folks. This was a movie, and we watched it. Yeah. Yay. And yeah, no, hold on. They do, they honestly make that joke in the movie. No, it's yeah, in the movie. It's in there. Uh, I didn't there. come up with that myself. Uh, we've got Ed's personal groomer, Mayor McCheese. I, I, I don't have 
I don't have like my energy level is so low because I just finished this and it literally is soul sucking. It's uh, it is yeah no it is a it is a slog. Um, it's it is not easy. Mm, nope. There. Yeah. Well, to your point, Thunderous Wizard, uh, the mayor would have lots of grooming to do because Ed seems to get everything in his face in this movie: ice yep. cream, yep. yogurt, semen. Uh, I'm not even really sure. Nope. Nope. No, no, no. One of those is not like the others. One of those no. doesn't belong. One of those does not belong. That's not this kind of movie, my friend. Are you sure? Yeah. Nope. That's illegal, I think. Fairly sure. Uh, so you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and Beal Flops. You can find myself on Twitter at WriterTLK when I'm not dressed up as a clown and uh, throwing out the first pitch. <laughs> uh, Mayor McCheese, where can they find you? I'm not even going to do anything funny tonight. I'm just at HBO host McCheese. And uh, Chumpzilla, when you're not uh, busy only throwing curveballs, only throwing curveballs, that's a that's a legitimate right. plot point of the movie. Where can you be found? You can find me practicing animal husbandry on Twitter at Chumpzilla8. I don't even know if they're actually curveballs. They show sort of one of them at well, the point. But the CGI, yeah. which we're going to touch on, it's not good. Buddy, uh, Jerry from Parks and about Rec, uh, the, the pitch, the pitch uh, repertoire here is questionable. <laughs> Everything is questionable. The fact that he's the only starter in the movie is questionable. They don't even feign like this is an actual baseball team. It's a collection yeah, it's, of people that do some things. There's the cousin from George Lopez. Um, mm-hmm. Got yep, Fargus yep. is in here. Uh, Fargus, yeah. So our buddy what? from Postal Return. Postal Postal shows up. Yeah, th- th- this team has one pitcher. Like, no, well, no. There's 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 two even, pitchers. Even, there's even two pitchers. They... There's two pitchers. One's a rival, but they're on a two pitcher rotation. So when they're uh, at thirty games, each of those dudes has pitched fifteen games, and in baseball, that would kill you. This is essentially yeah, my... little league. He pitches <laughs> yeah. every game yeah 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 all right let's divert from plot for just a second because ed is available to stream across platforms for 3.99 um oh my god i know you're not supposed to tell people don't watch things like don't watch this don't watch this mm. don't, and nope, don't. You, you can't do this to yourself mm. this movie is horrific it's an eyesore it's not funny in any single moment it's I, sad it's tragic it's not think, funny haha or funny strange. It's depressing. I think it could be acceptable if you found the right kind of drugs to watch it on, but I don't even know what sort of oh, drugs no. you would do to make Ed's, this acceptable. Ed's eyes would freak you out so hard. Oh, yeah. And oh, the God. devil? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. So so I am not a big fan of the devil's lettuce, and but not to judge those who partake. But I did read somewhere that this was labeled as a secret stoner movie because i was trying to find reviews of this I'm like other people have must have opinions on this movie because it, it was that bad it, it is really that bad and and the one strange review i did find was somebody's like, oh yeah it's 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 stoner movie i'm like no no, no it's not no. i mean i i know it's what stoner not. movies are I, i'm familiar with the concept this is not one of those the last thing i would want to be is high trying to make sense of this freaking disaster of a movie no no this is not a stoner movie not at all um it's apparently also going to be uh available on encore 
do you want more? Not of this, Jay Z. Sorry, I don't want any oh, more of this. How do you this, like that? This, How do you like that pun? Well, wait, is this streaming on title? What? Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about our beer for tonight. Uh, we are drinking Victory's Golden Monkey, which is a Belgian style tri- tripel ale. Uh, essentially, it's a pilsner, but it's a very strong pilsner because it clocks in at a hefty Captain Cash approved 9.5% ABV. Loaded with Belgian yeast character of banana and clove with an equally fruity body balanced with a light, earthy hop character. Savor notes of orange and spice, followed by a dry finish. Now, obviously, the choice of this is pretty self-explanatory. There's a primate-themed movie. There's a primate-themed beer. And Ed has a golden arm. Also, the notes of banana, I thought, made it appropriate. I'm going to pop one. Bottles never sound as good on air, but here we go. It's not bad. Cheers. Uh, Cheers. This beer is very strong, and like this movie... I have a distaste for it. (laughs) (laughs) So I would give it one bad movie. One bad movie for me. Yeah, I didn't get it, so don't even come to me. I I didn't have enough time, considering I just finished Ed a half an hour ago, to seek out the beer. And I'll just assume that it's not my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to go with 9.5 ABV, Belgian, banana, and clove. Yeah, no. uh, None of those are appealing to me. That's a bad combination. It's almost like a recipe to murder a werewolf in a horror movie. Well, what do we need? Well, we need the clove, the banana. Uh, It's got to be Belgian and a silver bullet. It's essentially some sort of mead boiled in a pot that you (laughs) exclusively T-dubs get to drink tonight. I'm not going to lie to you. It tastes like Ed's diarrhea. (laughs) And I would know because that is the... That's the yeah. one prop I was able to attain from this movie. No, don't worry. Uh, don't worry. The, that I think that hap- I think that gag happens more than once in this. Oh yeah, his uh, his bowel movements are such a plot point. But again, we'll get there. So Ed was directed by Bill Couturier. Pretty much did all documentary work except for this, which I think this would scare any director back into just doing documentary work. Uh, he did a lot of producing as well, but some of his one of his documentaries was actually the 30 for 30 guru of go. So like he's done some actually quality documentary work. This movie sucks. It was probably a miserable experience for him as well. Which is that? What is that 30 for 30 about? It was about a college basketball player. Okay. Yeah. He he won some awards from his, for his other documentaries. I mean, he was, he he was a well-known documentary filmmaker uh, in circles. Yeah, talk about this being your big break. Yikes. (laughs) I wish this would have fallen into that camp of uh, things I've never seen. Yeah. Now, now hold on here, uh, Thunderous Wizard. Are you going to comment on who wrote this crap? Because Uh, that's actually the bigger lead, in my opinion. No, go ahead. You you share who wrote it because... uh, I I can't think of the guy's name, but it's the guy that wrote The Sandlot. Well, I mean, he's got a thing for baseball. Yep. And animals. and, And The Sandlot, too. Um... Do you think that he in, originally he wanted the guy in the sandlot to own a chimpanzee that would chase them around instead of a dog? <laughs> and he's just like, well, if I can't get it in this movie, I, by, you know, by God, I'll get it in the next one. What, what was the dog in the sandlot? Hercules? Hercules, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I there's elements of that, like, cuteness in this. I can see where they're trying to, because I think the sandlot was like 93, I want to say. 
So it'd been a couple of years, 92, 93. It was so something like, there, yeah. Yeah. Ethan. So like the sandlot came first. So this this guy's second shot at like writing a kids centric baseball movie. And I see some like parallels. But yeah, this is just like this is just so bizarrely bad. I'm like, I no, I'm yeah. confused. This has like, none of the why is baseball America's pastime sort of uh nostalgia to it. Right. The Sandlot is that perfect kids movie about friends and friends overcoming something that they think it, is a lot bigger than it actually is, but bonding yeah, base, in the process. It's baseball, and, it's baseball goonies. It's yeah, baseball goonies. Uh, whereas this is actually the sixth circle of hell. So <laughs> hear, hear me out. Hypothetically, could this be one of those weird Hollywood back like backroom lore stories where one of his buddies, like, hey man you got a lot of clout for writing the Sandlot. Do you think you could pitch somebody to make a total shit baseball movie if you write it? Cause they know it's coming from you. And he's like, I could do that. I could definitely do that. And then we ended up with this. Honestly, it's just, it's probably a reaction to it. Wasn't Airbud like a year before this. Oh, I can't and it's just like, Hey, before uh, year they did a movie with a dog that plays basketball. Maybe you should do a movie with a chimpanzee that plays baseball. You know, there's a chimpanzee movie that plays hockey. So, like, there was, oh, like, legitimately uh, a genre most of cinema. Primate. Yeah, there's a genre of cinema that was just animals playing sports. Don't they actually say most valuable primate in this movie? Uh, I don't know. They say a lot of absurd things. I'm pretty sure when he, when he comes back... Well, no, I don't want to give it away. Let's get to the plot before we get Yeah, so this movie is stars Matt... How you doing? LeBlanc as Jack Deuce Cooper. Yes, his nickname is Deuce because he, he likes to throw curveballs. Also, Does who he? gave him the nickname? <laughs> He's never played organized baseball. Who yeah, did this? Yeah. But, but, hold, but hold on. But he's he's discovered by the scouts because he throws a mean fastball. Yeah. Listen. At what, Jack, at, at what point in time does this curveball come into play? I'm. We so, should not. We I'm should not go too far. Yes. No, you can't because nothing in this movie makes sense. Yeah. Oh just my assume God. Nothing. We'll, we'll touch on it later, but it doesn't. There's no not, founded in reality. I'm just going to assume his nickname is Deuce because he gets so upset that the primate shits in his bathroom and then uses his air freshener because he himself also takes mean shits. That's my assumption for his nickname. Yeah, the poops. That's a so, poop joke. Okay. Also got Jack crazy like a fox warden as Chubb. By the way, this guy was in 12 Angry Men. Uh, and yeah. then late in his career, he was the grandfather in Dirty Work. That's a win. He was yeah. the grandfather in Problem Child. Problem Child. Yes. And, that's what I recognized him from. And he's in this. You've got Jim Q. Caviezel as Dizzy Anderson. Oh, my God. I, yeah. Who, who's just entirely too pretty to be in this movie. It's I miss the Jim Caviezel that was not Q Jesus. Yeah. Could have been somebody, Jim. He tried. Yep. You've got Bill Murder Death Kill Cobbs as Tipton. That's right. That guy's in Demolition Man. Uh, you've got Jane Admiral Cornwell Brooke as Lydia. I guess she was on some Star Trek episodes. I only did that for Captain Cash, and then he got He's not sick here. and couldn't come. Uh, but I always know her as the mom of the kid who gets beat by his dad in kindergarten cop yes and then the principal goes how did it feel to hit that son of a bitch i, I fucking love that i love it when he punches out the child beater in kindergarten cop that it's is great. where she's from God yep. damn, that bothered me the entire movie uh-huh. 
Thank you for fucking sorting that out. She's got a very 90s like generic actress she was, face. She was in a lot of 90s movies. Well, it, she was like she has a, that a face where it did the same thing it did to me until right now where I'm like, I've seen her in something, but I cannot place it, nor uh-huh. am I going to go look it up yeah. because I hate this movie. I've happened to see Kindergarten Cop like maybe 378 times. So I was like, oh my God, that's her. <laughs> She's uh, in other stuff. <laughs> yeah. You've got Jim, damn it, Jerry O'Hare as Art the Announcer and Denise Cheshire plays Ed Sullivan, the chimp. I can't imagine how miserable it must have been to be in that rubber suit and the animatronic mask, which apparently cost a lot of money because this movie is inexplicably expensive. Um, I just like the fact that when Matthew LeBlanc was like interviewed about this, he's like, yeah, it's just some asshole in a suit. <laughs> he referred to Denise like, as an asshole in a suit? Well, I mean... Not exactly, but they're just like, yeah, the, the monkey was just some dickhead in a suit. Like, it wasn't great. You're making it oh. worse somehow. <laughs> Come on, LeBlanc. First of all, you weren't the first choice for this movie. They wanted Matthew Perry or Adam Sandler, who, who dodged this bullet by so, doing yeah. Billy Madison, a far superior movie. Yeah, so Adam Sandler had better things to do, and I'm assuming Matthew Perry was just blackout drunk and like, nope. I, I can guarantee you, though, if you offered this to Adam Sandler, like circa 2008, he's like, baseball with a chimp? I'm in. <laughs> Didn't yeah, you see the movie where I played my sister? <laughs> can, I film this, can I film this in Hawaii and can I get uh, Chris Rock involved? Done. Yeah. Well, can my a, friends be all my teammates? Sure. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> there was a stretch there where Sandler was doing some movies with questionable characters and this i think this may have sunk his career if he would have done it i don't think happy madison gets off the ground if he does this well it certainly sunk matt leblanc's movie career like what else did he do he did uh only he did lost in space fools rush in no that was matthew perry oh whatever so uh this oh he was he he was the wife in seven nope yep not the same guy what's in the fucking box (laughs) yeah it was Matthew it was Perry's Ed's, head in a box. It was Ed's okay. animatronic head. <laughs> What's in the box? It was one of those frozen bananas. That's why it was so horrific. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> because wasn't that what's in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just Ed's red glowing eyes. No, that it's, it's, the, it's one of the frozen, it's one of the frozen bananas. It's the fro it's a frozen banana in the clown suit. That's what's in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Uh, oh. So this movie opened in March of 96 to scathing reviews. Uh, it's 0% on Rotten Tomatoes with 16 of them. Mm-hmm. It's a 25 on Metacritic with 11. Uh, best review I found? Roger Ebert. What? <laughs> he, he sort of enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not kidding. He did. I would uh, like you. I was would he like having you, a stroke? Yeah. If it's, if it's quick, I would like you to read his entire review. Just so to hear what he said about it. Yeah, he kind of liked Second it. Second that. Uh, I, we'll do it at the end. We'll, we'll bring Raj okay. up at the end to close out the show. Uh, this grossed a measly $4.4 million on a budget of $24. So when I said the budget was high, and inexplicably so, how did this cost $24 million? There's how a much in 1996. That's how a lot much, of U.S. American dollars. How much was Tommy Lasorda's cameo? Yeah, there's there's a couple of songs in there that probably cost a coin, and the the Ed Monkey outfit had to cost yeah. a coin. Everything yeah, else, no. Uh, dire Straits and the Ramones couldn't have been cheap. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. essentially, yeah. they just they went and found all the old sets from Major League and kind of spiffed them up slightly, and then used those. So they saved money there, but they wasted a ton on random music that wasn't necessary or needed. And <laughs> the, I mean, don't get me wrong. Other than the bloodshot devil eyes, Ed looks somewhat good, but still. The animatronics are pretty good. And yeah, they're not terrible. They were so loud, though, <laughs> that they had to redub everyone's lines. If you had a scene with Ed, nobody could hear what you were saying because his face was so loud. Just like a steampunk <laughs> dystopian chimpanzee head. Just oh hissing and like pumping and piston sounds and just not good. Steampunk full yeah. fur love doll just yeah. making noise. So, so I, I will say this. There are other scenes that I don't know if it's the little kid or if it's Matthew LeBlanc or what, but there's some like audio looping in this that's so blatant. Oh, we for also a movie for-, that, for a movie that doesn't have like a lot of complicated shit going on with Ed not even in the picture. It's like why are they dubbing this? Like, did they fuck up their lines? Probably. But could they not reshoot it? It's like, there's nothing going on here. Just two people sitting like in an outdoor environment. Like, I guess they had to dub that. Okay. The other thing we forgot that they probably burned unnecessary money on is some of the CGI. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) He throws the baseball in the shower. That's like the most unnecessary CGI scene I've ever seen in a movie. The most unnecessary scene using some sort of special effects is the driving screen scene. There's, by the way, uh, drunken drunken driving is a plot point in this movie. Just so Uh, you know, no, the the, no yeah monkey dd the monkey is the dd driving through but it's like hey we need a scene where matt leblanc's too drunk to drive so we can just have the monkey driving in front of this screen and like doing all sorts of absurd things the chimpanzee and like it's very cartoony yeah yeah it's it's cartoony and it's it's in the way it's like one of those flash forward scenes in like a music video but it's done in such a hokey and awful looking manner you're like what in the fuck am i watching it's it's it reminds me of the scene in the sandlot where they all do the chew and go on the spinny thing and then just start vomiting yes that's what i felt like doing as i was watching this scene as ed's enormous fake tongue is (laughs) flapping out the window oh my god so all right yeah that is really bad i think we've established that but like many films we've done uh it was also a razzy darling uh, picked up multiple nominations, including Worst Picture, Worst Screenplay for David M. Evans, that's who wrote it, Worst On-Screen Couple for Matt LeBlanc and Ed the Mechanical Chimp. It lost all of those categories to Demi Moore's Striptease. Listen, Striptease isn't good. It's better not. than this. I think it's bad. It's um, better than this. There's a scene with Burt Reynolds oiled up and in, a, in, in like a banana hammock, but for Pete's sake, like this should have won I- at least something. <laughs> Yeah, this should have this should have swept the Razzies. Yeah, and it also uh, Matt LeBlanc was nominated for worst new star, and he lost to Pam Anderson from Barbed Wire. I guess that's sort of a push. Yeah, I could <laughs> I could see I could fifty fifty that one, yeah. but the rest of them, no, you give it to like Ed. it's got to win at least worst on screen couple, right? Yeah, like come on. <laughs> It could work. It could win first and second place for LeBlanc and Ed, and LeBlanc and 
the chick because oh my god don't start the romance thing it's in the plot we'll get there um, yeah uh, you know, I, I have thoughts about this movie I feel bad for it honestly I feel bad for this movie I, I feel like it just it, it was meant to be a goofy kids movie but they somehow screwed that up and they tried to make it yes. into like a, like a baseball movie it's not a baseball movie this is just a movie it's just about a girl and a monkey movie. yeah with and Matt, Matthew LeBlanc is not the star. The little girl should have been the star. It's, it should have been a kid's movie. It, but they tried to make yeah. it, hey, it's the Friends guy and a monkey. But it's really about the little girl. It's supposed to be like a, a goofy-ass kid's movie. And it's, they fucked it up. Regardless, like, whoever yeah. thought this was a good idea, like they were clearly wrong. Well, if, you did, if you did this movie for $4 million and it goes straight to VHS, it's probably profitable. But we got we to gotta get going. Yeah, we got a lot go, to come. Go. I wouldn't, now, say we have, I wouldn't say we have a lot to cover. No, but there's I mean, a but, lot. There's a lot to make fun of for yeah. sure. We're gonna yeah, spend yeah. a lot of time doing that. We're on to our one sentence descriptions. So, Mary McCheese, how would you describe this film in one sentence? I, I couldn't. I mean, I can't come up with anything other than this is legitimately the worst movie I've ever been involved in on this podcast. I think that's fair, wow. and that's going to be a question later. Chumzilla, uh, how would you describe <laughs> this movie? Ed is just like Bull Durham. Except you replace Kevin Costner's Crash Davis with a monkey and Tim Robbins' mom with one of the secondary moms from Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. Uh, so I'm particularly proud of this yeah. one sentence I have. It's not technically a sentence, but I think you guys are going to like it. Okay. So no one told you your career was going to be this way. Your curve's a joke. You're broke. Your love life's DOA. It's like you're always stuck in hitters counts when it hasn't been your at bat, your inning, your start, or even your year. It'll be there for you after he shits on your floor. Ed will be there for you after he breaks down your door. Ed will be there for you and you'll be there for him too. Even when he's freezing in the back of a truck for no fucking reason, because this movie can't end. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. That's my initial reaction. The only thing I would point out is that he doesn't shit on his floor. He actually uses the toilet. Oh, but, I just assumed at one point in their relationship he pooped on the floor. That's I mean, considering <laughs> considering how much monkey farting is happening throughout this movie, yeah, probably. I just, uh, actually, know, I'm pretty sure that was a working title for the film, Monkey Farts. Monkey, monkey Farts, yeah. I would right. agree with that. The mm -hmm. actual description, which is the description, is a trained chimpanzee plays third base for a minor league baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> which is not wrong, but it completely fails to describe all the other horse shit that we tries to that, cram down in yeah. your throat. Very that true. is the sort of description that tricks you into watching a kind of movie of this nature where you're like, oh, that seems like it might be intriguing. Oh, that, that a that monkey be a good playing time. baseball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to see that. Yeah, sure. Well, no, 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 hold on here. I'm going to bring this up now because we're heading into the plot, I'm assuming. So I just want to get this out of the way right now. What really disturbed me about this movie is that the manager character somehow seems Chubb. like he's trying to chub. Yeah is trying to orchestrate Cooper's relationship with the monkey. Oh, no, that, that's like, in there. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. No, no but, but, gonna, yeah, we, but, we need, but it, we'll it never pays off. He's like, 
I really no, it, want it does. Cooper it, and the monkey. Uh, but why does he know it's going to help his love life? Is it supposed to help his pitching? No, why does we're, he? Why we're does he have there. a heart on? I, I, I don't. Okay. We're going to get okay. there. All right, all right. It obviously it doesn't make sense. You can't just have okay. a chimpanzee living in a man's apartment. But we're going to we're going to get there. You need permits for that. Yeah. So, hold on, listener. Before we start this plot, I cannot get these down fast enough for this movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So here is the plot. You've got Jack Deuce Cooper. It's just a good old farm boy with a golden arm. Though he's never played organized baseball, he shows up to tryouts in flannel and cowboy boots, throws such a hard fastball, it's too much for them to pass up, and he makes the team. That's that's what happens. His fastball is so good, they nickname him Deuce. Okay, yeah. moving on. I just want... <laughs> <laughs> I want you to... As you're listening to this, I want you to reflect that everything I'm saying is true. I'm not making any of this up. This isn't like some thing I cooked up in my weird warped brain. The movie just starts with him walking onto a pitcher's mound in full cowboy gear and hurling what we know now is 125 mile an hour. He's in their perception of what a farmer would dress like. It's Joey from Friends after all. And he's like, oh, he looks like a farmer. This is what they'd wear, of course. He's, he's dressed like what someone from New York City thinks a farmer dresses like. Yes. He, yeah. And for the first three scenes of the movie, he only has one shirt. Yep. So there's only one problem with Deuce. He chokes when it matters most. In his first game, he gives up a hit and loses the game when some guy who spits chew further than anyone I've ever seen spits chew. <laughs> it's a home run. All the way to the pitcher's mound. <clears throat> yep. To lift his spirits after a bad performance, Chubb, the manager... Sends him to pick up the team's latest acquisition, fresh from the estate of Mickey Mantle. That's right, the Mick, Mickey Mantle. Ed Sullivan, the baseball-playing chimpanzee who the owner so, has acquired to help boost lagging ticket sales. So See, here's, my, here's, my, here's my first question. I got the impression that he was more of a team mascot and they stumbled upon yeah, the fact he, that he, he was could play supposed baseball. to be a mascot, yeah. But did they, I mean, did they... Did they obtain this monkey because they knew he could play baseball? Like, oh, he can like throw back no, and I, forth on the sidelines, or like he can just go out there in a goofy outfit and they're just that's portraying this poor uh, animal around. That's the thing that doesn't make sense about a lot of the plot, especially when spoiler they try and sell him later, is that they don't know that how good he is at baseball, but that seems like it should have been a given. They literally buy him just to be there. No, he's a Which, fucking golden glover. <laughs> well, he's well, like he's like Brooks Robinson, essentially. Like he's unbelievable at baseball. Yeah. Well, the whole the whole point is this is a minor league team and they're trying to get butts in the seats. So he's a marketing tool. You know, like, oh hey, we're gonna get this this thing. It's it it's yeah, but it's you know popular. They, it's gonna get interest. It's a, you know it's what a they marketing call that? venture. They call that dollar beer night. <laughs> That's yeah. how you get butts in the seats. Yeah, cheerleaders and t-shirt cannons, not an actual uh, for, force to work chimpanzee. But why hey, do you need mon- a t-shirt? Monkeys are hilarious. Why do you need a t-shirt can when you've got Ed? Yeah. Guy can throw them. I mean, you smell how far Ed can, can throw a t-shirt. Throw the, throw the ball damn near over those mountains. I, I like how, and I don't even know what we call him. Let's say the team owner's son. I like how his whole toupee gag is obvious from the second he shows his face on camera. Oh my god! Uh, yes, and you know it's coming. Like you, it's an obvious joke. You're yes. just waiting for it. You're like, when are they going to knock his toupee off? Well, and, and again, if this is an Adam Sandler movie, that's David Spade, 100. Well, it's, it's probably Rob Schneider. Uh, oh shit! Rob yeah. Schneider is right, a taco. Right, 
Um, Rob Schneider's a toupee. Rob, Rob Schneider. Schneider's a monkey that plays baseball. Yeah. Rob Schneider steals exotic animals. Yeah. The Hot Corner, starring Rob Schneider as a baseball playing chimpanzee. Uh, this is wow. the big question you guys didn't ask. Why does Mickey Mantle own a chimpanzee? Why does Mickey Mantle own a book called The Playbook, which apparently tells you how to make a popular baseball franchise when he was one of the best baseball players ever? I don't want to live in a world where Mickey Mantle is portrayed as being so irresponsible that he's essentially the um, the Michael Jackson of baseball, and he just has a chimpanzee that lives in his house. See, I always thought that was going to be Joe DiMaggio. I would never would have pegged Mickey Mantle as no, filling that never role. Never, Mick. No. I mean, if, I mean yeah See, no. if this had been joe dimaggio it wouldn't have been a monkey it had been like uh, uh marilyn monroe merkin junk uh you know uh, jock strap that was handed down also what is it, it with the hard zoom <laughs> like, i done this or up. that yeah. yeah okay what is up I'm with sorry, the hard zoom the on the playbook like they hung there for a good solid five seconds they like hung we there <laughs> for a playbook they clearly made five minutes before shooting the scene yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's and a that's a Dymo label writer. I have one of those for work. <laughs> yeah. And it does not come up again. Yeah. Nope. Nope. It's just like, and here's the thing. Never comes up again. Which is a lot of the movie. The plot just is inconsequential to Happens. all the horrid shit that's happening around it. So, anyways, now we've got a chimp. He's there. It's supposed to be funny. Hilarity does not ensue. So you know, Cooper picks him up. Cause he draws the short straw because to Chumzilla's point, Chubb really wants Ed, the chimpanzee, to live with Cooper. Again, this film is asking you to suspend all logic in the fact that the chimp would not only ride to town on a bus alone, he would just live in a player's apartment. This is a chimpanzee. This is not a it, cat. This is, this yeah. is not a dog. He... he he rides, he rides the, the town. Alone. He rides the town in the bus in full baseball gear, and the bus driver is just like, "Yeah, he's sleeping in the back. Go get him!" Like he's not flipping shit that there's a goddamn chimpanzee in the back of his bus with a bunch of other humans that the chimp can kill. He's just like, "Yo, go get your boy." Yeah, he's back there in street clothes, just chilling on the, the bus. Next, for the next yeah. seven minutes, we get to see the chimp prank Matt LeBlanc, and you're like, oh, my God. It's, <laughs> it's, well, and uh... again, for reasons that aren't clear, other than that the, the manager in the movie also understands that, like, well, the Friends guy is the star, so the monkey's got to be with him. So his actions, you know, reflect that. Like, it's not like a plot point, like, he needs a buddy, he doesn't have a friend on the team or whatever. No, it's just like, well, it's uh, you're the guy in the movie, so go get with the monkey. You got the short straw for no, reasons. See, Nothing see, I... says your confidence will be fixed. Then, hey, you have to now take care of this animal who's intelligent but also dangerous and also not supposed to be domesticated. Also, but, yeah, this will not... solve all your problems. Yeah, you you had a bad day with by... the baseballs. Go have a monkey. Let's not piss him off by feeding him dog food. No, here's. I think Chubbs is such a genius level manager that he knows, he knows deep in his mind of baseball that the only way to get Matt LeBlanc out of his non-fastball throwing funk is to make him live with the chip. Yeah, uh, I think yes. that's uh, McCheese, because you're an expert on this. Would you what? say that Chubb is the Tony LaRussa of movie baseball managers? Would you say he, that perhaps he squeezes out the wings he, like an automatic juicer? 
he does end up squeezing out the wins like an automatic Tony LaRusso. I, I? <laughs> so this whole exchange Gosh. with uh, Ed at first is followed by the revelation that Ed is extremely adept at baseball. Also, he shits on human toilets. Oh yeah, we skipped the whole scene where they're at. They're, you know, he takes him back to his apartment, and Ed not only has to go to the bathroom, and it, it plays out in this weird like I have to pee because I'm a toddler. I don't know where your bathroom is, he, but then he, he runs to the bathroom just like a toddler. In fact, throughout most <clears throat> of the movie. Yeah, and then he goes to the bathroom, takes a huge farty shit, um, which they really play up, and then. He cleans the entire bathroom, and which somehow produces green smoke. And there's a bunch of yuck, yuck, yucks. And that's what we get. Oh, then he watches them. TV. And guess what's on TV? Friends. Hey, reference to the good thing you're on. Marcel, Marcel. That's going to come up later. Yeah. Yeah. Marcel uh, the monkey. So Coop's slump rolls on. He shoves the owner's son, which seems like it'd be grounds for termination. Uh, but whatever. And more unfunny things happen. There's a romantic subplot, which, as we said, I just don't understand why it's in here, but it is. And I digress. Hey, how come you don't like my mom? Are you gay? Yeah. Oh, that God. came out of that. I mean, again, I'm going to use a lot of baseball puns here. That came out of left field. Yeah. They straight up. So hey, nice. Are you that gay? Was, <laughs> that was an error of screenwriting. But they quickly uh, said, not there's anything wrong with that. It's okay yeah. if you are. I like how they but had some, how, they had someone in the room that's like, "Hey, bang. you can't throw out that any anymore." Yeah, how come you, you, you don't want to sleep with my mom? Like, hey, it's how like, come you're not uh, banging my mom? Yeah, maybe because we've had one scene together in which well, we had no chemistry. Well, no, in the one scene, she was like, she she throws him some heat, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I need to figure out my baseball career." And I was like, "Oh." fuck it's, it well, never ends it's never yeah. ending this it's movie never ending. let's keep going because now yeah we go back to the baseball dizzy anderson uh catches a fly ball with his head and thus the era of ed begins because they have no subs on this team as we and that's jim caviezel uh, well, dizzy, dizzy yeah. is not the redhead from uh, starship troopers now this dizzy it's nope. Jesus. Well, we, we uh, skipped over the part where they jokingly hit Ed and they hit to Ed in practice and he threw a ball so yes. hard. That it is, to, yeah. It, it went through the first baseman's yeah. glove and then it caught on fire, which the Left first flames. couldn't he, control. He actually saved Chubb's, Chubb's life by snagging this like legit laser beam that nobody would ever hit directly. Like these people are supposed to be trained and he hits this laser directly at the manager and nobody's playing third base. I also like how monkeys can so, only catch while backflipping. They can't jump normal. They, well, everything has to be a backflip and then a backflip throw. Yeah. That's just science. Well, I'm not a monkey expert. I'm sorry. Well, no, I mean, I, I'm not either, you, but I mean, even I know that uh, you don't, you're acting, into... you're acting like you're one. All right. Well, he was a zoo. <laughs> he was, he was a zoology major. Um, yeah, that's true, that's, yeah, true. That's, why he, that's why he keeps nominating zootopia for our goddamn yep. podcast <laughs> you don't Ooh, i tell you what do not google zootopia and roll 34 nope, there's a lot nope, of nope, horny nope, rabbit nope, a lot of horny nope, rabbit art nope, nobody nope. needs to know that you don't turn an unassisted triple play unless you can do a backflip and that's the first or that, you can fart mm. so hard it propels you forward well no no we need to back up tw because you missed the crucial point of him getting into the game the first time, and the weird, oh, Dizzy, awkward. Does he catch the fly ball off? Is it? I yes, I did not mention the oh, the awkward, the awkward semi racist, giving... and yeah. then like the weird patriotic anyone who it's lives the... in this country with a heartbeat can play baseball speech. It's, 
it's the worst like equal opportunity civil rights speech in a movie I've ever heard. It's so weird. It's like, it's like I I can't tell if this is racist or not. This feels well, like it should be racist. The worst part is it's it's in this really stupid movie, and the speech itself comes across as just being super disingenuous because you're supposed to be laughing like this is so absurd that a, that a chimpanzee would play baseball. But it's like no, but seriously, like baseball has a super racist past, just like the rest of the country. And so maybe this shouldn't be like made light of. I don't know. Yeah, and I'd like to just point me, out. The, I don't know. <laughs> the bad guy in the movie, the baseball bad guy in the movie, is this batter that LeBlanc has to face a couple of times. He's not Every the time... bad guy though. He's not like Clue Haywood. He shows up twice. It's fucking yeah, the, best, yeah, the bad guy's the team the, owner. He's the baseball bad guy antagonist. Every time he shows up, he calls the the catcher Taco. Oh yeah, no, they're okay making fun of Mexican well, yes. people. In which, this which, movie. Is, which, 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 which is, you know, he's he's the bad guy, but, it's but like, there, yeah, the, there's yeah, three anyway, bad it's just, guys. It's weird. It's just there, weird. There's whatever his name is, Chu Chompson. Yeah. Um, there's the team owner, son, and then mm-hmm. there's the rival pitcher, who are we all see like pit? bad guys. There's no. Oh yeah, who's who's just the g- generic asshole? Yeah. Well, we see we see yeah. the rival pitcher pitch, pitch twice, and apparently he's going to the show they mentioned it a million times he's yeah he's, he's like so good but, but until until ed shows up the entire team has a losing streak even though they have two pitchers so theoretically they should have won half their games with mr show i mean there's a lot of stupid shit that happens in this movie but uh tipton and chubb flipping the coin to see if a player is going to go to the show oh god and depending on what it lands on they're like oh he's going to the show and it's like wait a minute this is flip like we're not all like, come on. It's, it's a 50, yeah. 50 chance. Like a coin is not just going to, it's like, it's just so arbitrary and ridiculous. And then of course, Matt LeBlanc's coin gets stuck standing up and stays C- there. CGI, CGI, until the end of the CGI coin. Yeah. I think that's it's, right I, after the shower pitch uh, throw too, isn't it? That's aren't those, yeah. Aren't those CGI's back to back? Almost like they got it. Yeah. It's almost like they got a discount if they use the CGI close to each other. Well, because the whole cut day thing happens right before the playoffs too, which doesn't make a lick of sense. Don't even get me started on that. No, let's no. Th- let's get through yeah, this could... plot. Let's go. Yeah, okay. This is yeah, so yeah. Because now <laughs> you get the midseason cut. Dizzy Anderson gets cut. Coop goes on a date with Lydia. They let Ed babysit? They let the chimpanzee babysit matt leblanc's own words he's the most responsible person i know here's the thing that makes me the most mad about this it's not that the chimpanzee babysits it's that they make popcorn and it produces an absurd (laughs) amount of popcorn it literally is the same thing that happens in the disney christmas one with um oh god damn it what is uh no it's gonna kill me there's the Disney Christmas one where they make one bag of popcorn and it fills the entire house and it flows out the chimney. Fantasia. Oh, no. It's Fuck so it. upsetting. Going. Well, it's like real genius. They build a laser in space and then just aim it at uh, is, this is man it a has Jewish no house space from, uh, laser? Of course. Probably. Okay. Space Damn. Don't tell MGT. Um or whatever mtg uh, so what her name is she's an asshole it's yeah, your, so it's your girl she's down there from the south god damn it yeah she's like like a couple counties north of me um but no I, you know what? i really enjoyed this scene um with the monkey and the little girl and the slapstick humor wait a minute, of it wait, goofy I, stuff. I, I need you to stop i need you what did you say you enjoyed I, I, this 
I enjoyed this because this is what this movie should have been. It really should have just been a kid's movie and made no sense. Yeah, except they made this movie. It's called Monkey Trouble. Didn't they have a monkey living in an apartment movie? Dunstan checks in. <laughs> Isn't that what which was also which is also released? That's an orangutan, and that was also released in 1996. Yeah. Also, and, can uh, we can we George isolate? In it. Can we isolate oh, that no. clip as a uh, blackmail where Chumzilla says, "I really like this part, the Dude. little girl and the yeah. monkey." This is <laughs> I, there's well, been no. some blackmail on this pod, but that's pretty rich. That right? might be that's, yeah. you'll, that's pretty. You'll never no. live this down. You're, you're definitely the, never running for Georgia office. It's the. Cl- I, the, I think that hey, would be a plus in hey, no, parts yeah. of Georgia. Down, yeah. down there, that, down there, that might get you some votes. Is that the but, asshole who said he liked parts of Ed? <laughs> okay, that movie's great. But no, I mean, like this is where I'm like, okay, if this whole movie was just goofy crap with a kid and a monkey, it it, it, it would work. The, the problem with this movie, it tries to be a, a serious film outside of that. If it was just pure kid schlock, it would have been just fine. Like I said, four million dollars straight to DVD. This movie would have been fine. But the fact that they try to make it like an actual baseball movie by the guy that wrote the Sandlot with, with, with the dude from Friends, it just falls apart. Okay. I'm going well, to disagree yeah, and say it has yeah. way more problems, but I see yeah. what you're going and, for. And here's my description of it, actually, as I, I, I put in my, my notes here. It's, every second of this scene is awful. Uh, the forced romance, Ed farting so hard he flies out of his seat, the cleaning montage, the slow dance. Then we're mercifully... We're back to baseball because it's the pennant race. Okay, so hold on. Like, I really enjoyed two aspects of this scene for the wrong reasons. One is the slow dance. So Matthew Blanc and, uh, and the Lydia no. character, they they go out into the woods outside of the, the, the carnival. So clearly they're out there fucking. Like that, oh, no, like that's it. This is their first date. They have to go slow dance in the woods, like everyone else. In where is this Oregon? Oregon. Oh, They're doing it in Oregon. It's in Oregon. Yeah. So no, no. Borophil. More like Borophil. Yeah, Borophil. <laughs> yeah. We're back to baseball. It's a pennant race. Ed's a sensation. So much so, the owners sell him to essentially be a clown. But anyways. Lydia gets mad at Cooper for not rescuing him, by the way. After after one date. Yeah, she's really mad at him. And she says to him, what if somebody took Liz, her daughter? And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, Ed was owned by the team. They can do what they want. Like, I don't agree with it. But she's like, if you don't go bust him out, what do you stand for? If you don't go commit a felony, what do you stand for? And, and the ownership basically says like, hey, he's way better than a regular player because he can't negotiate on his own behalf. You just give him extra bananas and he'll be happy. So it's, like, he, yeah. he, he's, being, he's being traded as an asset. Yeah. I, I read descriptions of this movie where they say Ed was kidnapped. Ed was not kidnapped. He was fucking trafficked. Yeah. And he then we get, uh, we get perhaps the most like hurtful thing hurtful piece of dialogue ever in this pod liz who lydia's daughter looks at matt leblanc's deuce and she goes don't choke now deuce <laughs> as in if you don't save this chimpanzee you're as just a big a worthless piece of shit as we all thought you were as a baseball player <laughs> in all time low blow from the yeah. nine-year-old girl <laughs> yeah your yeah. entire worth as a human being is tied up with saving this monkey good yep. luck so this prompts 
Cooper to rescue him from just another baseball stadium. I don't. Uh, okay, hold on. <laughs> well, he's just, being tortured. He's being tortured. He well, casually tortured. Not a. Why are you torture. torturing your prized asset? Also, again, happening? again, let's circle back. He's dressed. He's literally dressed as a clown. So they're not even using him for his best feature. Was is a great third baseman. Um, his only feature is baseball. Other than getting, that, Ed is a total asshole throughout the entire movie. He's a monkey. Yeah. He's getting taunted by two bikers, which apparently works security at, let's call it the Yankee Stadium, who just let Matt LeBlanc in. And then LeBlanc goes full fighter mode, which sort of There's an action scene in until, here that's pretty good. Until, <laughs> until Ed realizes that he's got, he's got monkey strength. <laughs> and he just bends the bars of the cage open, which he could have done... At any point in time, up until now. So you, think- I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Like watching this movie, I did not have the guy from Friends, <laughs> cattle prods, a biker on my bingo card. But you definitely get that in this movie. Oh, there's so many things that happen here that made no sense, especially what happens next. Because Ed, even though he's free, and Coop says go to the truck, decides no, I'd rather break into this frozen banana truck. And then there's a car chase because Ed gets stuck in the back of the frozen banana truck and nearly dies. They then take Ed to a human hospital. Because and no one questions it. Totally no, no, no. Earlier, the second baseman does say when Ed gets subbed in at third, he's this close to being a human. Listen, I, I, am, <laughs> I believe in evolution. I believe in all that stuff. Without a, like, without a veterinary doctor or primatologist this is absurd all of this is so absurd yeah i I just want to point out too that the frozen banana thing is referenced earlier in the the film as well well. like you see the frozen banana treats because they're like what do you mean it's referenced it's it's referenced like seven times yeah it it is about as prevalent it's about as prevalent as the banana stand in arrested development right where it's a constant running gag yeah they they never really address it head on but it is there it is omnipresent in the background yes now that they have a monkey they sell like peanut covered frozen chocolate banana but it's, it's missing the key scene where ed jumps the fence looks at the truck looks at the frozen yeah. banana truck or, or, and makes or, the wrong decision hey man this or, this it, or at any point a lot. earlier in the movie earlier at no point earlier in the movie does ed show some like it, like, like insatiable hunger for frozen bananas? right for these frozen bananas yeah, yeah. i think he you might see him eat one but you see it's every, a couple you see, yeah yeah, but you see them in everybody's hands. It's not like Ed's thing is like, oh, I he can't resist the frozen bananas. He likes it's just, it's just a thing. It just happens. He's a well, bunch he likes, of, he likes he a bunch of treats. Too. Apparently, I mean, apparently monkeys only eat candy and ice cream and frozen bananas. And again, I just I want to reference listeners. I'm not making any of this up. Yes, yeah, no. all happened. No, this is this is a movie you can so, go rent. You can go rent. Well, let's for four dollars. Let's finish the plot. Cooper so, still has to play. He leaves Ed at the hospital. It's the championship, I think. Whatever. I mean, it's a thing. It's a game. It's something every day. It's the end of the movie. Get excited. Yeah. So they win. Ed shows up for the final out. Tommy Lasorda. Yes, that Tommy Lasorda is there. Uh, He signs Coop immediately. But but, but he's there. He's there for Ed. He's not there for for Coop. He's there for Ed. Yeah, but he signs Ed. He signs Coop. And the movie closes with Coop. Lydia, Liz, and Ed swinging from the old swing set in the truck bed, which Suzanne, I just again, uh, not not physically possible. 
it would tip. I guess <laughs> it's tied down. Yeah. It's tied down. This movie sucks so bad. Let's get to how many beers are required. We'll start with McCheese. I think there's only one answer. Can we do more than six or not? I mean, it's only an hour and 40 minutes. Yes. All of them. However many I'm allowed to give it. An hour and 40 minutes If if you would have given, like, listener, I wasn't supposed to be on this pod tonight. I'm filling in for Captain Cash because he's not feeling well. If I would have gotten a little bit more of a heads up of how big of a dumpster fire this movie was... I would have had probably a solid six pregame beers and then another six movie beers. Yeah. This is fucking atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, bad. I can't it's put bad. into words how big of a travesty this is to things you could put into your eyeballs. Uh, like not just yeah. TV or nature or movies or anything. None of this makes sense. None of it's good or funny or unique. It is just one big uh, hour and 30 minute constant wet. Like, yeah, he's probably pooping fart that you hear randomly and it doesn't stop. And then it's over. And then you're like, well, I'll never get any of that time back. Yep. No. Uh, Chumzilla, how many beers? Uh, All of them. Uh, I'm going to, I'm right there with my cheese. I'm going to give this six before the movie and then three during all pain beers. I would rather watch a cat hack up a hairball for an hour and 40 minutes than watch this movie again. Yeah. I would say this, like as much as I hate this victory monkey, golden, you know, golden or victory, golden monkey, I would gladly drink six of them to never remember seeing this. Jesus. I had seen this. I'm, I'm the big friends fan. I love friends. And I used to see every friend's, related movie so if an actor from friends was in a movie i'd watch it that's just because you're dumb i'm sorry i love you but you're dumb i can say with confidence this is this probably has to be the worst i haven't seen this since it came out and i was a kid then wait you've seen this twice oh yeah i saw this when i was a kid and i knew it was bad then who hit you on the head with a hammer but this is really bad it's really bad it's the problem is it is it's almost nonsensical like there are plot elements that are recognizable, but none of them are tied together. No, no, it's anything. not. It's not almost nonsensical. It's totally nonsensical. It, yeah. There's no through lines through any of it. We didn't even touch on any the noises it. in the movie. Like the Ed oh. doesn't make any sort of monkey noises. That's not how any like any chimpanzee in nature doesn't make those noises. <laughs> Anything. Anytime something crazy happens, they essentially do like one of those like spinny toys that you yeah, used to get as like, like, the slide yeah. whistle yeah and like yeah, it's, uh, that's apparently unique it, to the movie and, and anything that matthew leblanc does baseball wise gets a sound effect all these pitches and, oh every everything. every pitch sounds like a wiffle ball going at full speed my yeah. biggest beef is not i don't give a shit about the sounds because obviously matt leblanc's not a baseball player although he did train with former baltimore oriole mark mclemore for this movie yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the fact that his hair is always perfectly like done. He's oh. like, oh, he's this small town farm boy, but his hair is always perfectly done and 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 highlighted. He's got Even he's got some hat. killer he's got some killer highlights uh, too. There was a great scene of him pitching, and they have the manager step like into the foreground to block the catcher behind him, basically allowing Matthew Blount just to 
throw balls indiscriminately into the background because you know he's not actually getting well, to catch her. They actually <laughs> show you one where it's like so far off, it's almost comically bad. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed that little little screen uh, uh, trickery. Like, yeah, we'll just put the manager's yeah. head in the front so you can't see Matthew Blount missing the broad side of a barn in the background. Before anyway. we Before we take a break, I will add that not only do you need six beers to watch this movie, you need one rum-soaked frozen banana. I will yep. add this. I <laughs> I forced Mrs. McCheese to watch the last 25 minutes of this. And oh, at the no. end, at the end, she just stares at me and she's like, You wasted so much of my time. <laughs> oh no. And I was like, You only had to watch 25 minutes. It's an hour and a half. She's like, That's the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I will add that I tried to get my kids to watch it because I'd already paid for it and they'd just gotten back from daycare and I'm like, this will be good. Like, They'll calm yeah. down, they'll watch this. They were immediately disinterested <laughs> <laughs> which ruined my day. And I'm like, Daddy, can we go outside and play instead of watch TV? And that's I the first have. time that's ever happened in a child's life. I should have known that this movie could not hold their attention, but we're going to head into our first break. We're going to hear from our beer bros over at Hop Nation USA. They're tossing peanuts. They're tossing IPAs. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. This is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Hello and welcome back to the 126th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops presented by Wabam Entertainment. We are talking Ed the baseball playing chimpanzee. Now that you said that, uh, I think this movie might be the one that gets us kicked off, Will Bam. Yep, might be. Uh, we have a series of quick fire questions. The first being, uh, is this the worst animal-centric sports movie? I'm just going to go with yes, because I haven't seen the straight-to-DVD ones, and this one is an abomination. I mean, I'm going to go with yes, because I never got deep into watching like the air bud or any of those movies so I, I this is the only animal centric sports movie i can compare it to i was trying to get at parlays off of what i was just saying i was trying to get mrs mccheese to admit that this is the best baseball monkey movie she's ever seen and she just got more and more angry at me <laughs> uh i will say this uh the best has to be ace ventura pet detective no well, i mean but, like right does that count because no it doesn't the dolphin, count because the dolphin it, kicks field goals but it doesn't if you're gonna, if you're it, gonna it doesn't count, play it doesn't play in the sport it's got to be like true. an air bud well uh, you know if you're going to count ace ventura again i'm going to go with caddyshack because of the gopher okay so that'd be the best but the worst like i will say this when air bud died it was in the paper and my mom showed me and i was really sad so that must mean that i that air bud had a more profound effect on me than this Hunk of shit. I, still, I, I honestly still can't believe you saw this movie twice. I can't believe you saw it as a kid. I, I, I feel like watch your parents. I mean, I still <laughs> watch. Parents yeah. brought up on charges. Yeah. So uh, no. Chubzilla worst. 
Yeah. I, again, I, I, to, to my my point earlier, this movie does not lean into the animal angle. It's just it's just a part of the messy plot. It's a gag. It, 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 yeah, and, and they don't even like uh, play it up to this full extent. It's just like a, a, a just it's just another bland, shitty part of this shitty movie. So yeah, this is terrible. It's 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 not a good baseball movie. It's not a good animal buddy movie. It, it, it's just a mess. True. Awful. Uh, yeah. So. Is this more or less believable than Rookie of the Year? Mayor McTree. Okay. <laughs> Wait, now hold on though. Uh, the, uh, Rookie of the Year. Is that the movie where the kid hurts his like arm or shoulder and it heals in a way that makes him like yep. a, a pro tears, pitcher? Tears his rotator cuff and then do we have throw to, Do we have to go with hour. believable or can we say which one we liked more? Plausible, I, whatever. It, I mean, obviously yeah. we well, all I, like Rookie of the Year better. Yeah, Rookie of the Year is better. It's it's more believable. I don't, I don't whatever, know. I've I, never I, seen yeah. here's the here's the tough part is I've never seen a chimpanzee try to throw a baseball. So I don't know if it's possible. Well, you know what? And to you know be what? to be a hundred percent accurate, McCheese, you still haven't because that's not a chimpanzee in the movie, it's just an asshole in a suit. <laughs> also true. I don't know if I've ever seen an asshole in a monkey suit, not on film, try to throw a baseball. Okay, fair enough. Here's what I'm gonna say. Just to piss off our our friend who will not be named, who loves Last Man Standing, this is more believable simply because the Cubs win the World Series in Rookie of the Year, and that happened twenty years sooner than it ever would have in real life. So, oh, that's mean. But <laughs> All right. love you, buddy. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna give me shit because I'm an Orioles fan. That makes sense, but no. But honestly, he tears his rotator cuff. He's unathletic to begin with. I'm much more inclined to believe that a chimpanzee can can play third base than I really? believe a child who sucks at baseball can pitch in the major leagues. Fair enough, I guess. Yeah, I'm but sorry. I mean, it isn't. I can't hold on. I'm I'm gonna screw this up. But isn't one of the pitching coaches on the Cubs one of the Wet Bandits? Rigma. <laughs> yeah, Daniel, Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. Yeah. Hot ice. Oh, he's gonna come up later in the pod. Yeah, oh God. So here's a good one because Matt LeBlanc's mechanics are not good. They're not horrible, but they're not they're good. Serviceable. Who do you actor. think? Who do you think throws harder, Deuce Cooper or Freddie Prinze's character in Summer Catch? All right, I, I'm going to weigh in because I don't know. I've never seen Summer Catch, nor do I ever plan to. I will say that what? I don't think. I think you're giving LeBlanc's mechanics more uh, due than they're worth because all of those are super quick cuts of how fast he throws the ball. So it's him. They're not good. It's him getting all the way to the back position. And then all of a sudden the balls and the catchers mitt, and he's like, uh, you know, some, you know, pretty offensive Latin saying, Achihuahua or bullshit like that, that they do halfway through the movie. Like it's so dumb. He, yeah. by the way, he does throw 125 in the movie. Yeah, like that. This movie's conception of what baseball is is probably the most offensive thing. It's not all the shitty jokes. Oh, also, also he throws fart humor. It's the fact that he throws 125. And the the way they and play his best out... pitch is his curve ball. No, his best pitch is his what? fastball. And the way they the way they play but his out deuce. That, the way they play out that final uh, game. He pitches nine innings, throwing nothing but 125ers. And then he has one guy left to get out, and he has no fatigue whatsoever. Wait, but he pitches nothing but 125ers and still gives up four runs <laughs> in single-A baseball. That's because his curveball is just not there. 
I wonder how mad Nolan Ryan is watching this. Like motherfucker, it's just so. <laughs> I want to see Nolan. I want to see Nolan when Ryan his book is referenced. His book is referenced. It is for the mechanics. Yeah, it of it is in this movie, and then Nolan they just Nolan absolutely Ryan. shit on the mechanics of baseball. Chumpzilla, uh, yeah. who do you think throws harder, Freddie Prinze or Matt LeBlanc? Oh, I'm going to give it to LeBlanc just because we know he did train with with uh, with that uh, Oriole. So I'm going to I'll give him some credit. Yeah. Plus, I hate Freddie Prince Jr. Listen, I love Summer Catch, but his mechanics are abysmal. I'm giving it to LeBlanc. Also, I think Ed the Chimp throws harder than Freddie Prince. Uh, this is my favorite question of the pod: more haunting human dressed in a primate suit, Amy the gorilla from Congo. Or Ed Sullivan, the baseball playing chimpanzee. I'm I going with Ed. It's got to be Ed, right? That, it's I mean, the, be the Ed. weird, the weird devil eyes. I texted you guys like 30 minutes into the movie. I didn't know why. Like, just give him brown eyes. Why does he have like Red piercing eyes. devil eyes? It's got to yeah. be Ed. No, also, I hate I, to say it, but the chimp suit is not one of the problems I have with this movie. Um, the colostomy bag under Ed's shirt is certainly a problem. Like the fact that Ed is always wearing a shirt and yeah. it's very clear that something is under the shirt that is not part of the body is a problem. Yeah. No, I, but I will say it, it is worse because, uh, you know, this movie doesn't have uh, Tim Curry or Sesame Cake. So also, yeah. I wasn't on the Congo pod. Remind me, T dubs, what does Amy say all throughout that movie with her hands? Amy, good gorilla. <laughs> Amy, good gorilla. Is that what we used Bad to do gorilla. when we were in college? Oh yeah, Amy, good. Amy, yeah. good. <laughs> Amy, good gorilla. Yeah. Yes, she is. Oh, Puts Christ. lotion on its skin, or it gets the hose again. Uh, it does what it's told. It's definitely Ed. Ed, like the animatronics are not bad. I think they did a nice job. They're not the worst part of the movie. No. I'll just be honest; they're definitely not. The it's animatronic, everything else is not that bad. It's, it's basically no, they, every everything surrounding that. Like it's they, not like Congo, some brilliant primate movie or anything. No, no. The, the problem is, is they got they got the chimpanzee to look correct, and then they took that dick and joke slider and pushed it all the way to the maximum. And they're like, "This monkey is gonna fart and sneeze and shit and be crazy the entire movie, and it's gonna be hysterical." Yeah, no. Rob Schneider it's, is a monkey. <laughs> Rob that, Schneider, that, that voice face as a that, chimpanzee. Literally, a dude with that voice pitched this entire movie, and somebody was like, "I'll throw, th- I'll throw twenty-four million dollars." Yeah, <laughs> somebody's just railing the coke, like, "Yeah, monkey baseball movie, fuck yeah!" Essentially, what they do is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get Matt LeBlanc, and we're gonna team him up. With a chimpanzee, but it's going to be a little person in a chimpanzee suit, and they're they going to play even, baseball. They're going to play they tons of baseball. Specific. Just give me one of those friends guys. I don't care which one. So, so essentially, what happens is they all ordered the Little Caesars equivalent of the Bigfoot. <laughs> hey, it's getting late. Don't get me hungry again because I will eat a Bigfoot right now. <laughs> they they all got a bottle of Jose Cuervo and said, "We got an idea." Yeah, there's. That's- I mean. You you missed on the like the small six inch high pile of coke that has to force one of these movies. Well, that through. was part of it. Yeah, okay. that was part of it. And then they invited their drug dealer to stay and sit and give like constructive feedback. He's like he just happened to own a chimpanzee. And, like and no, he's like he's like he brought his chimpanzee. And exactly. his like so when the daughter opens the microwave, the popcorn just keeps coming out. Right, it just doesn't yeah. stop. It doesn't it's stop. Like, it's, it's like it's a great. nightmare, it's sort of. 
it's like a nightmare on Elm Street. But the most important part, this which you can't discount, the chimpanzee was owned by Mickey Mantle. And they're like, solid gold. Oh my God. So and classic. Then, then the baseball, like the baseball god shone down upon them. <laughs> Green light. Movies made. Uh, here's our question with the biggest ramifications. Is this the shit movie champion? I have one word and it is yes. Remind me what's the previous. It was Stort Saves His Family. Because I don't think I weighed in. I think I was an outsider looking in since I was new to the yeah, plot. You, you did Stort. Uh, but, you know, we used to do this whole like judging thing, but now I, I just think it should be a question. Yeah. Is it the worst movie we've done? Yes or no? I'm yeah, saying so, yes. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you there, Thunderous Wizard. And Stuart Saves His Family was my movie um, because I wanted to do an Al Franken movie. And I thought, hey, this is great. Apparently, this is historically bad. Hey, and it was pa- terrible. Let's, let's pause real quick. This was also your movie. Yeah, this was technically my movie, too, because I, I, was, I was aware <laughs> well, of it. Well, can we, can we I clarify? I suggested it to Captain Cash. Because Captain Cash doesn't watch sports. And when we said we're doing a sports movie month, he's like, what do I do? <laughs> Originally, originally he had Rollerball with, uh, which was L- my suggestion, <laughs> which was what LL Cool J, Chris yeah. Klein, and Chris Klein, and, and then Jumpzilla, not the James Con left- one, which is actually Jumpzilla comes out of left field and says we should do Ed. Well, no, what, what did he, he? What did he want to do? Ed, he wanted to do a weird Jumpzilla movie. Hates our guts. No, Thunderous, yeah. Thunderous Wizard, right. help me out here. So, what did he want to do? What did what did Captain okay. Cash want to do? So, it wasn't a sports we'll get, movie. We'll move on after this, and we'll get your answers. But he wanted to do Alita Battle Angel. Oh, yeah. Jesus. And I'm like, that's not a sports movie. And he's like, but they rollerblade or something. And I was like, I'm just like no, if we do anime no. movies, we can do that. Let's do thrashing. Uh, no, so here's my thing. Like, So the former champ was, was my movie, is technically as well. Stuart says his family. Um, is this the shit movie champion? Yeah, I think the answer is yes. Um, and here's my piece. The script is nonsensical. The humor, as Mary Cheese has pointed out, consists solely of chimp potty humor. Um, it was clearly meant to be a goofy kids movie, but it somehow fails to even clear that low cinematic bar. Failed miserably. Yeah, it, dude, it's a mess from start to finish. Is it a baseball movie? No. Not really. The sports ball scenes are awful, and the references are all just bare-bone cliches. It's, it's just painful. Is it a buddy movie about a guy and his monkey? Mm-hmm. Not really. Um, is it a movie about a young girl and, and her monkey pal trying to set her mom up with a cute neighbor? No. K- kind of, sort of, but not yeah, really. I no. mean, that's a plot. I mean, this movie has like four B-plots that are all competing to drive the main narrative, and none of them managed to win out for the movie mercifully ends it's yeah, just I mean, it's just it's just a mess the movie just kind of ends and they're like cool the baseball they won the baseball game the monkey's safe they're dating now everything kind of ties up but it just ends because it has to end because the movie's over it's it's terrible i mean i've always been on the outside looking in with shit movie champion because you guys have been doing it longer than i've been on the pod but if you pose the question to me would you rather re-watch stewart or would you rather rewatch ed i'll rewatch stewart I don't want to ever rewatch Ed ever no, again. Yeah. Every I don't even, like after this pod, other than telling people not to watch Ed, I don't want to talk about this movie again. Yeah, no. I think it's fair to say that uh, uh, Al Franken's more charming than uh, Matthew LeBlanc. Or the monkey. Well, here's the, and, and, or the monkey. Uh, you brought up the most important question, Mary McCheese, and that is it. Like, 
would you rewatch it or would you not? And I never plan on watching this again. I never plan on watching Stored again either. But if somebody's like, hey, like, it's here it is. Uh, well, you, you put a gun to my head and you're like, are you going to yeah. watch Ed or Stuart Saves His Family? Like, Stuart Saves Your Family. I'd at least watch the yeah. scene where chunky Al Franken gets hit by the car in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, or when it's a sassy waiter, his sassy yeah. waiter stuff was funny. We're going to tag in Ugh. our cleanup hitters over at the Double Turn Podcast. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we have our Houdini of the Hot Corner trivia challenge, followed by recommendations. We'll be right back. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross. And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn Podcast. Every Friday, we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk. Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history. We have it all for you. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast. And we will catch you on the flip side. Hello and welcome back to our 126th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops presented by Wabam Entertainment. And this is our Houdini of the Hot Corner Trivia Challenge. And I'm going to pass things off to Chumpzilla for this quiz. Outstanding. Thank you, Thunderous Wizard. Tonight, folks, we have the standard format. It is five questions, multiple choice. And tonight you'll be playing for a screen used animatronic Ed head including those creepy red eyes, and as a bonus, one of Ed's hospital gowns. I'm yeah. sure Captain Cash would love to cosplay as Ed in that pivotal final scene, but uh, sadly, he's not involved tonight. So regardless, T-dubs, Mayor McCheese, you guys better bring your A-game. But don't worry, we do have something for tonight's runner-up. We have a pair of Matthew LeBlanc's screen-worn Wranglers Preformed crotch bulge and all. Good luck, gents. Uh, do you, hold on. Do we get the full Canadian tuxedo or just the pants? Just the pants. Sorry. Damn. All right. Well, I was hoping. Hey, after I sprung for the, the Ed head with the eyes, I didn't have enough for the jacket. I could just get some of the jeans. So that's just, okay. Uh, I, mean, I, I got a local place that'll fill it. Okay. Can I just mention that I'm comfortable in Wrangler like Brett Favre? Yeah. Or Drew Brees. <laughs> I bet you are. Hoss. Now, like Brett. Right. <laughs> Ugh, Crocs. So oh, no. dick pics nope, and not, Crocs. Not comfortable in Crocs. <laughs> Just Wranglers for me. Just Wranglers. Okay. Hey, uh, the chime in tonight is go pee your socks off, or I'm gonna deuce or um, in the pod favorites. Well, I, I also wanted to ask, can we do? He's not an animal. He's a ball player. I'll allow it. Okay. I'm probably going to still right. chime in with I'm going to shoot, but I want that as my backup. I, I would suggest I'm going to deuce. I'm but anyway. Deuce. Deuce. Okay, Gilo. question. Oh, hey. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider plays a pitching mound. Oh, God. Rob <laughs> Schneider's a rosin bag. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, question number one. What was Jack Deuce Cooper's jersey number? Oh, was it yes. A, <laughs> no. two, was it B, 19, was it C, 22, or D, 99? Well, okay. Uh, Rob Schneider's a rosin bag. 
Thunderous Wizard. I'm just going to go with two. I know it's not 99. So it is not two. Uh, Merrimack Cheese. It, you can I, steal. I, Your I think remaining answers I think are. I think it's B. B, 19. You are correct. Yeah. It is 19. Why is this? Only na- see it like in two scenes in the movie. Why is this nickname Deuce? We're, by the way, worst anecdote ever told in a movie was when Dizzy Anderson goes, Hey, Carlton Fisk. Did, you know, played for the Red Sox and something and then went to the White Sox. And then his adjective was like, is just really awesome still. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Dizzy? And then the, it, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. All right. Well, to, and to, to, I expect to, more from our Lord and Savior, too. That to, was disappointing. To, to parlay on the nonsensical shit, when they give Ed his jersey, they go, Look, it's even got the number seven. Like that matters to the fucking monkey. Well, he did live with the Mick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, George Costanza was going to name his kid seven after Mickey Mantle. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is one point for Mayor McCheese. You're in the lead as we head into question number two. In the movie, we see Deuce Cooper throw a 125 mile per hour fastball, which is utterly ridiculous. How fast is the fastest pitch officially recorded? Yeah, is hold it on. A? Hold what? on, TV timeout. Make sure. There we go. Let's go. Yeah, cheers. Is it A, 103.9 miles per hour? Is it B, 104.5 miles per hour? Is it C, 105.8 miles per hour? Or D, 106.9 miles per hour? Nice. I'm going to shoot D. Mary McCheese. D. D. It is not ah, 106.9 miles per hour. I am sorry. Thunderous Wizard, can you steal? And would you like your remaining answers? Uh, I should know this. Um, Why should you know this? Listeners, watch the movie. Expert? No, watch the movie Fastball. It's a documentary. It used to be on Netflix. Probably still is. It's great if you're a baseball fan. I'm going to go with B. 104.5 miles per hour? Yeah. Mm, that is incorrect. It is C, 105.8 yeah. miles per hour by uh, Araldus Chapman Araldus in 2010. Chapman. Yeah. Yeah, and the Cuban-born pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds. Grade. That's part of the documentary, too. They they Basically, it's all about like the hardest fastballs. And it's yeah. great because it's, if you're a baseball fan, just like reaction times, the insanity of hitting a fastball that goes that fast yeah yeah so uh, you, i think his his average is 103.9 also um, listeners but, but his fastest is one one he's, he's yes he, he, he so, is yes so you yeah. shouldn't root for Raldis chapman and, and that's not just because he plays for the yankees no he does he it tied up his girlfriend in his apartment <laughs> he does are you willing to admit now that you're the biggest fan of the hardest and fastest balls um only if uh Zach Barnes hits him. Oh, God. Mm, God. I'll just say this. Uh, Chapman's got nothing on Jose Rio. I'm just saying that dude was packing. Okay. Uh, uh, you're still in the lead, McCheese. It is 1-0. Heading Donka. into question number three. A couple of actors wore the Ed suit, but only one has a famous spouse. Who is the famous spouse and pod favorite of one of the Ed actors? Is it A, Clancy Brown? Is it B, Tim Curry? Is it C, Gina Davis? Or D, Ron Perlman? 
Holy shit. This I is got, intense. Uh, I feel like this is a T-dubs question. I feel like I got to uh, let you go first. I'm going to hope for the best. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this all over Matt LeBlanc's floor. Oh. Wow. Okay. Thunderous Wizard, what you got? I'm going with Ron Perlman. That is correct. Ah. His wife is Denise Cheshire. Who wow. was, who was I a just figured because she did so much costume work that that had to be it. Yeah. Wow. Apparently she's mostly a stunt person, but she was also one of the actors in the Ed suit. You, she you was actually the named primary her. actor yeah. in the Ed suit. Yeah. She's yeah. the one and that's that is, on IMDb. So yep, that is Ron Perlman's wife. I think there was another guy, and somebody else did the, the monkey noises. So yeah, yeah anyway. The size <laughs> discrepancy between them has to be pretty enormous. I, I'm confused that they had like real humans in those. I thought they'd be little people, but apparently they were not. Well, there's also there's, just, just fun fact. I did not know this. Clancy Brown is Mr. Krabs, just for the record. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, like my, my youngest is watching SpongeBob now, and there's an episode where the voice actors play themselves. And I thought it was a joke. And I'm like, oh, look, it's Clancy. Wait, no, he's he's doing the Mr. Krabs voice. We've we've now referenced he, he, SpongeBob voice actors twice. Yeah. What, because we know, did Dauber? Uh, Dauber. <laughs> yeah. Hey, SpongeBob. Hey, SpongeBob. Yeah. All right. Well, we're tied up one to one now as we head into question number four. While channel surfing television, Ed stops on a Friends episode featuring Ross's pet monkey, Marcel. What was the title of that episode? Yeah, I got nothing. Was it A, The Poo Shoe Blues? B, The One Where the Monkey Gets Away? C, monkey business, or D, Rachel goes bananas. I'm going to shoot. A-N-A-N-A-S. I'm going to shoot. I, got, I knew I have to give him this first because I'm never going to get it right. It, B. Yes. yes, it's B. The They're one all where the, the monkey with. gets away. Yeah. <laughs> They're all the one with. It's the, the only one, thing I knew is the they one. all started with the one. Son of a Ooh. bitch. That is, did, a, I did not that know is that. a hard steal. I did not know that. I only went with the... I, the I, knew that they started i was the... expecting him to have like more of the one because that's literally no, no 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 i i have never he watched you over and uh, i swooped in for the kill i'm sorry it's one of the best shows of all time yeah is it, is it? all right hey mccheese excellent work there masterful skills of deduction you are not leading two to one as we head into question number five you were so close to this animatronic uh chimp head like you probably could almost taste it um number five Misery loves company. And there were several terrible sports ball movies released in 1996 along with Ed. Which one of these sports themed bombs did not release in 1996? Okay. All right. I like it. Did this. not release. Was it A, Mr. Baseball? That's where Tom Selleck goes to Japan. Was it B, Eddie? That's where Whoopi Goldberg coaches the Knicks. Oh, yeah. Is it C, Celtic Pride? I saw this in theaters, and I gotta say, I didn't hate it. That's probably because it was was co written by Judd Apatow, so that probably makes sense. We should do Celtic Pride on the pod. I love Celtic Pride. Yeah, you you got Dan Aykroyd, Daniel Stern. I stared in the face of the devil, and I'm one of the Wayne's brothers. Uh, Oh, oh, uh, who else is in it? Uh, Who's the guy that played? He played for UC, and then he played for the. uh, he played for the Lakers. Uh, Rick Fox. Is he in no, Celtic Pride? No, but he is in No, Eddie. no. Uh, yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Or is it D, Sunset Park? 
it's Wildcats, Rhea, Rhea Perlman, Perlman yeah. and basketball instead of Goldie Hawn. So Wait a minute. It's time to get loud. It's time to represent Sunset Park. What time is it? I'm going to deuce. It's Mr. Baseball. Uh, that is correct, yeah. T-Dubs, for the win. Mr. Baseball, actually for the tie. For I'm the sorry. tie, yeah. For I the tie. tie. Yeah, Mr. Baseball was released in 1992. Yeah, no. I uh, love Mr. Baseball. I love all those movies. And, uh, yeah, I'm just I a sports movie junkie, to be honest. I'll watch I, anything, I, obviously. I took a middle school date. No, I went to high school. I took a high school. It, was a high, it would have been a high school date. I took a high school date to see Celtic Pride, Celtic Pride so in theaters. Good. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, no, a- Axel, Nick Axel. What's his name? Van Axel. Nick Van Axel. Oh, Nick, Nick Van, Van Axel's in that movie. He's in Celtic Pride. We'll He's Celtic in Celtic Pride. Pride. <clears throat> we'll talk Celtic Pride in the movies we want to do with Dirty Work. Yeah. yeah. And, no. and, and, yes. major, and Major Pain. That could just yeah, be no, like an SNL comedies, alum. 90, yeah, 90s comedies, SNL alum, yeah. SNL alums flops, yeah. Well, you know, guys, I hate to say it, but you've tied, so I'm going to leave it up to you. You've got the, the Ed head. You've got the uh, uh, hospital gown, and you've got the, the Wranglers. So I'll let you two figure it out. I'm not well, going to T-Dubs will get judge. way more use out of the monkey head than no, I No, 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 no. I'm going to take the Wranglers. I'm going to give you the Ed stuff because it's bad juju. Uh, I don't don't think there's any good luck tied up in those. So let's transition to recommendations. What do you guys have on tap for this week? We'll start with our quiz host, Chumzilla. All right. Well, hey, I'm going to go with an oddball of 90s cinema here. Um, I went down like a strange Wikipedia uh, K-hole of clicking, and I came across this. Did you know that David Lynch has a PG Disney-released film in his repertoire? No. No, I didn't either. <laughs> uh, and it is free to stream on Disney Plus right now. It is 1999's The Straight Story. It is a uh, uh, you know one of those based-on-a-true-story type films about a man who decides to ride his riding lawnmower from Iowa to Wisconsin uh, to see his ailing brother who has suffered a stroke. And uh, Alvin Strait, uh, of the title, The Straight Story, uh, he doesn't have a driver's license because he's got bad eyes and bad legs, so he figures the only way to go visit his brother is to strap a trailer onto his riding lawnmower and and head uh, east to Wisconsin. And it is a David Lynch movie. The dialogue's a bit weird and off-putting at times. Um, it, it has a very Twin Peaks soundtrack to it. It, it definitely feels like a 90s David Lynch project. And uh, Sissy Spacek also stars as, uh, as uh, uh, Richard Farnsworth's daughter, Richard being the uh, titler, titlier character. Uh, it's an interesting watch. Um, it's, it's very weird. And David Lynch considers it his most experimental film. Um, and I will admit it is, it is interesting and it's worth seeing. And, uh, the end of it is, is something it's uh, existential. I will say that, but yeah, check it out. It's free on Disney plus right now. Um, and yeah, you can just say you've seen David Lynch's soul PG movie that just happens to be released by Disney. I think it's kind Weird. of bullshit that that's on Disney plus, but the program isn't. 
It, it really is. It really is. This is strange. Uh, hey, and just for the record, Farnsworth was like 79, I think, when he filmed this. And he was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actor. And he was the oldest actor nominated until, uh, I think, until Anthony Hopkins uh, uh, got it like last year or two years well, ago. He for, won last year. Yeah. Yeah. For the, was it the Pope movie or whatever? No, he won for The Father. The father, yeah, whatever. Basically, the Oscars built their entire show around the fact that Chadwick Boseman would win, and he did not win. Uh, rest in peace, Chadwick. This oh, and also the other awkward. the other big star in this movie is the brother who who literally gets two lines, I think, at the very end, who's played by Harry Dean Stanton. But anyway, Farnsworth was actually suffering from bone cancer while filming. And was having significant health struggles while filming the movie. And so his character's struggles were pretty much paralleled by his own. He ended up taking his life not long after the movie finished. Well, which is kind of tragic. So as yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, yeah, sorry about that. Huh, wasn't there. depressing enough. Uh, Mayor McCheese, what do you have for us? He's really ending on a high note. Christ. Yeah. Uh, so you guys know me, and if you've listened to enough uh, podcasts, you will know that I'm not a big musical guy other than Phantom, uh, but there is a show on Apple TV now that I've watched a handful of episodes of that I do enjoy. It is a musical, but it's also comedy. It's called Schmigadoon. Um, it has yeah. Keegan, uh, Keegan, Michael Key, Cecily Strong, Alan Cummings, Fred Armisen, Martin Short, it's done by Lauren Michaels and it, it keeps the wife happy because there's enough uh, musical portions, but at the same time, there's enough comedy to where I don't hate it. So I actually enjoy watching it. And that is uh, my recommendation. Okay. Well, yeah. Back to a back. little more upbeat. No one killed themselves yeah. in that one. Thanks. Chumzilla. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Hey, fun fact. Did you know that Sissy Spacek is cousins with Rip Torn? I did know that. I I did not. So, you know, I'm trying to brighten things up. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got for us, T-Dubs? So mine, back to back, Apple TV Plus recommendations. Uh, Mine is C, which is that show starring Jason Momoa. Basically, it revolves around a dystopian future where people have all lost the ability to see uh, it's fantasy. Uh, if you like fantasy, it's definitely worth a watch because it is essentially, it's like, it's the future, but it's backwards, right? Like technology and, and advancement, all that stuff is by the wayside. Um, everybody's blind and it's gone back to, uh, you know, a much more, it's a, it, it's a much more tribal way of living. So there's sections of populations there, uh, some understand technology, some do not. Uh, they all seem to agree that sight is what doomed humanity. I actually really like it. I know it didn't get great reviews, but I love Momoa in it. Um, the second season has Dave Bautista, who obviously I love. It's it's cool. I think I think you'll like it. The first season is a little rough because it time jumps pretty hardcore from like the third episode on, like. It just kind of bypasses a bunch of stuff. But if you can ignore that, it's shot in Vancouver. The sights are beautiful. I like the show. So that's my recommendation. See on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, it's cool. It's uh, It sort of fills my Game of Thrones void. No, right on. 
Yeah, and I'm actually enjoying it a lot more than I was enjoying Game of Thrones towards the end because, boy, did that suck. So remember, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Flops. You can find myself on Twitter at WriterTLK. You can find the absent Captain Cash at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most social media. You can find Chumpzilla at Chumpzilla8 on Twitter. You can find Mary McCheese at HBOF McCheese on Twitter. And check out Wabam Entertainment at WabamEntertainment.com. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to like, share, and subscribe and connect with us on social media to share ideas for future episodes. Uh, In the end, just remember, God only watches over drunks and third basemen, according to the greatest baseball manager in cinema history, Chubb. We'll see you next week for the final entry in our Hops and Sportsball Flop series, the Golf Classic, Tin Cup. But before we go, here's the great Roger Ebert on Ed. If you haven't already guessed, Ed is not a great movie. What it is, is a fun way to spend an hour and a half not thinking. That's the, that's the <laughs> review? That's the review. Okay. I have, it's not a fun way to spend. I have a lot of, of comments. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I'm not trying to sully. It's not. It's not a fun way. Mm, no, <laughs> I disagree with that. I, I'm going to disagree with that hard. Okay, mm. we'll see you next time for Tin Cup, <laughs> the only good sports ball movie we're doing on this whole fucking thing. <laughs>